0: Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas sportsbook from the guys that actually work behind it, with your hosts, Allen Berg, Dave Sharapan, and Matoy Pearson.
1: All right, fellas, we are here. We made it. This is the special Sunday night edition of the Cash Considerations podcast. Joined tonight with me, I have... Our guy, Alan Berg, at Caesars in the command center. Good evening, sir. How are you? Oh, man, it's a good time of year. It's almost over. It is almost over for you. And uh, to, to talk about that, we also have Lord Mo, <laughs> Matoy Pearson. He's lubed up and ready to go tonight, listeners. So, Mo, how are you feeling right now, brother?
2: Oh man, you know, I, it's a Easter Sunday. I've had a, you know, great, great time with my family, and I a, a drank with a, a good buddy of mine. I'm, I'm ready, man. You know, I appreciate you guys being here, and uh, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll.
1: As always, you are ready to roll, but we have to just get it right out of the gate. You've been on this Michigan team since February, January, January, January. January. Right. I take it back. All right. January. And to back your opinion, you are holding the ticket 150 to 1 on Michigan to win the ship. They're going to win the game. Listeners want yeah, but... to know. Alan wants to know. I want to know. What are you going to do tomorrow? First of all, you're, wa- you're watching the game at work. That is going to be a whole nother question. What problem. are you gonna? That is a problem. It's a problem. A problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> and but what it is? What are you gonna do going forward with that position that you're in? I
2: mean, it's it's such a large price on Nova, obviously, uh, just for an outright win. Um, 320, you know, that,
1: 330 is the money line.
2: Right. Yeah. And uh, a few a few spots had it at two ninety, um, which where you know a smart guy would have probably got it at by now. Um. But, yeah, no, I mean like it's for me like I, if I can make some money out of it, no matter what I mean it's only a50 dollar bet. Uh, if I could wait you know make like three, four five hundred out of it, it'd be fine. Uh, but I think a, I think a in play where I'm hoping that Villanova is not up twenty two four like they were on Kansas, <laughs> but I think I, if it's a closer game where I can get an in-game move on it, uh, it'd probably be a better way to uh, hedge the bet
1: okay so that's what you're looking at right now you're not looking to take a position on a hedge before the game correct I mean right now I'm drunk but I mean I'll, I'll, I'll wake
2: up I mean I'll wake up and I'll figure out what I want to do um you know with the certain money that I have you know to, to at least make a move where it's like well you can get this down or you know because it's only fifty dollars where you can make you know, a few, three, four, 500, a grip. We'll we make like it, right, we're
1: trying to make a grip, right? A right? Grip. Yeah. We're trying to
2: make a grip. We're trying to make it fun. But we're trying to get down for the immortality reasons of
1: uh, calling <laughs>
2: it, you know, three or four months before anybody even, even thought that Michigan had a shot.
1: Well, let's go to Alan. Uh, uh, Al, how is this game being bet? I mean, you've been at work all night tonight, and <clears throat> you worked yesterday. Um probably wasn't much action at least initially did you guys post the line last night
0: uh yeah we posted it after the games uh wait a little bit just to kind of get an idea of where we wanted to be um but yeah it's uh it's villanova man they love they love uh they love 18 villanova. threes we're staying uh pretty strong here at uh six and a half and uh they love villanova so, so. we'll see it's, but I like uh, most. I like, Mo, like most plan as the as the sober guy here. I just want to uh, <laughs> tell him that I, I think that's the right move. I think when you have such a great ticket, you don't like. What's he going to do? Put up three, you know, three G's to win one? When it's he'll be sick if he has to cash that ticket. So for my thing, I think he I think he does the right the right move and just sees how the sees how the game goes. And if you know, and if it, Villanova runs away with it, then you know he's out fifty dollars at the end of the day. I mean, right? Oh, it's going to be pain. I, I, I just the pain. Think the price. Is, well, I, absolutely. But I mean, I think it's a little different if you know, like they're playing Kansas and say Kansas is three, or then you know he's he's got something under two dollars to lay on the money line. And then then sure, you you just kind of put yourself in a better position either way. But with such a big money line favorite. Um, you know, I, I I like that plan. I mean, hopefully Michigan comes out gangbusters it right away, and and he can get a little
1: something off uh, early. Bingo, my man. Right, that's the plan. As the old guy in the group, I would have no problem laying fifteen hundred to win a nickel because I like grips. I mean, I like to pick up a grip, and if I pick up that grip, I'll yeah, it'll hurt, but I'll still have the grip. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and, and, and no I yeah, and, yeah, I, no and I pick up uh fifty five hundred profit the other way. So like I got no qualms with doing that. Um but uh, how was it watching the game on Saturday? I mean I I was watching the game at the book and man, Michigan was, it was a so problem. down
2: in the first Dave, half. I was
1: nervous, Dave, man. D-
2: my man Dave, Dave, it was a problem, man. It was a it was a uh, <laughs> a uh, total uh uh you know it it hurt me it hurt me bad man you know like they came out they were gunning they were up 12-4 i believe uh you know where a chance where they had a run away with it um especially on the on the defensive end where they had plenty of turnovers uh which was, you know obviously i'm cheering for i'm going wild for but it it hurts to see them miss a lot of shots uh especially good shots where they could have made uh, a bigger run but you know loyola who's a great team uh who we've already been on and I never took it for granted where they came back and took the lead. But no, yeah, I had a you know, I was so hurt I had to take a nap during halftime. I couldn't <laughs> feel that pain uh that I already felt, man. So I had to take a I had to take a quick nap before I took some Michigan second half. You okay. know and that was I think that was just more off of just um uh emotion than than logic because Lo- Loyola was playing great. I just thought they got gas late. Yeah, they did they
1: definitely got gassed. Um, the, the halftime line, what did you get? Uh, Michigan minus five or five and a half, something like that.
2: No, I, no, I laid six
1: and
2: it, and it, it, I think it got to six and a half and seven. And then it obviously trailed back down. I think a lot of the sharper guys took that when they got the chance. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I just thought like, you know, at this moment for a team like that, for a coach like, uh, beeline to, um, who's like the best second half, adjustment coach I think in the game uh personally for what I've been watching uh he he made the right moves as it is because they're in the championship now Oh for sure
1: um at one point with 14 minutes left in the game Loyola led 41 to 31 and right before that there was a stoppage it was 39 31 I stepped away from the counter and went in the back and checked the line and Loyola was a four and a half point favorite Minus 200 on the money line. So I grabbed a little plus 170 right there myself. Took four and a half with Michigan because I thought, this team's coming back. They always do, and they continue to do it. So whether the bet won or lost, I needed to get on board with you for the good mojo, and I really thought the number was right. Like, wow. Even if this bet loses, and and we know this from being in the business, that sometimes you make a good bet – and it loses, but at least you're getting the best number, and yeah, that's fine, you can live with that. So, that's no, it's the a, way, it's, yeah, that's the way I was thinking right there.
2: No, it's a great number, and, and obviously, I mean, we talked about it through text, and um, I mean, even when I heard it, it was incredible. I was so in tune with the game, I couldn't even check any, other, any of the other lines because I was cheering so hard. Or hurting so hard because of a uh, crew wig and every fucking <laughs> um, three point play that he got, <laughs> which you know kind of kind of took me out of the game. But you know when they when they got a chance uh, and they settled down, uh, they played a you know they played a whole different way, and uh, especially defensively, where I think um, they had a chance in the first half. That's why they were only down seven, other than it wasn't fourteen right. uh, going in and making that uh, uh, ridiculous run late with about 10 minutes left to go uh I I think that's when I was more comfortable I couldn't even tell you how much uh I was cheering you'd probably have to ask my dad uh,
1: (laughs) to know that because I was watching the game with him so well they went on a 38 to 16 run from that point on with 14 minutes left they outscored them 38 to 16 that's all Loyola could put up so they turned the game around and I know just the momentum in the book was incredible it was loud the Michigan backers were going nuts with every basket, every stop, every turnover, just the cheer. So I could only imagine what you were going through. And Yeah,
2: when Mo, Mo, when my man Mo Godner, uh Mo Wagner uh when he hit that three in the corner uh to tie <laughs> yeah. the game up, it was a uh, I think it was about what seven or six to go, they tied the game up uh, and uh Porter Mosier, uh, was forced to take a timeout. That was like a that was it turned the game, you know, kind of upside down. Not for in in Loyola's favor, but you know, the way that you know it's it's for any team that wants to build confidence. I don't care who you are. Once you get uh, once you're down from a deficit where you you know you've been playing bad, and you get that you get that tie, you get that lead, um, you know that's 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 where you build your confidence on. And I think it's that's where Loyola kind of fell out
0: at. So Well, they had it to come out and score.
1: Yeah, they had to come out and score right off that timeout. They didn't, they turned the ball over another three and it was done. You could just feel the momentum swing and it was over right there.
2: Yeah, no, it was uh it was a it was a different type of game. Uh as soon as uh Wagner kind of got on, Charles Matthews uh put some points on the board as well as uh uh our guy Jordan Poole, who hit the big three against Houston. Uh, yeah, as soon as they got up seven, when Wagner hit that uh, three at the top of the key, uh, it was like kind of a whole different game, and uh, you could see a you know a, a team that really wanted it, uh, you know, to get it into a championship, especially for my boy Bayline because he's a lord and a god.
1: <laughs> oh, that's your guy. <laughs> that's your guy. Uh, I got this stat today in doing a little research for the show. Michigan has held their opponents to a combined total. Of 18 made threes this tournament. Well, for those of you that may have missed it, Villanova made 18 threes against Kansas. Mo, how ironic is this thing gonna be coming down to the three ball? I mean, at- we know you hate the three, and now you stand oh. to pick up, you know, a nice little I mean, you could put it you could go buy a car if you win this thing and have a down yeah, no, payment and fill it up with nice gas and get the nice wheels on it if you want. Look at the teams that they both
2: played. You look at uh, you look at Villanova, last three teams they played, West
1: Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas, incredible teams. Yeah, ranked. they just won the Big 12. They should be the Big 12 champs.
2: I mean, this is, you know, and then on the back end, Michigan has played uh, Texas A&M, who kind of faltered through their SEC uh, run, uh, as well as Florida State and Loyola. Uh, teams that they shouldn't have uh you know for the public shouldn't have been there um for me uh, I think a lot of people kind of see that uh I just think it's kind of like a uh next game mentality uh and I think uh Villanova kind of sees that the public doesn't see that they just see who they've played, and it seems kind of terrible because you know the the teams that they've played are so incredibly different, and you know it's 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 on an offset you know that but the way that Michigan has handled themselves and won these games, I think it means more. I don't care what the talent is, but defensively, they've, they've I think they've made themselves known, even against a team or a juggernaut like Villanova coming in, uh, making 18 threes.
1: Well, I can tell you this. I, I went through and did the seeds that each team beat. Michigan beat a 14, a 6, a 7, a 9, and an 11. That you add those up, that's 47. Villanova on the other side beat seeds 16, 9, 5, 3, and 1. So their seeds add up to 34. So just looking at it from the seed standpoint, the quality opponents, obviously Villanova is perceived to, just like you said, played better opponents. But at the same time, the way Michigan's playing has to be taken into account. I'll bring Al back in here. Al, how do you feel about the line? The line seems dead-on perfect to me.
0: Oh, man, you're asking the wrong guy, my friend. <laughs> I pay very little attention to the sport as much as possible. So, uh, sure, it looks fantastic.
1: Well, were you surprised at the line?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I,
2: I, I figured, uh, you know, six-and-a-half. I was thinking more of like six or five-and-a-half. I just think it was a little bit more inflated because of the game itself and people were going to run to the window and, you know, take, take Villanova, who I honestly, I think Villanova is the better team. Um, I think the, la- the I think the line was inflated uh, most definitely, um, you know, but, but, but a team like Michigan who can actually defend on the perimeter just as good as anyone, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to say what a line should or shouldn't be, you uh, 'Cause you know, we're the guys watching it, but for a team like Michigan with the intangibles they have, I think it's it should be a whole different story. I think it should be a way closer game than seven and six.
1: Right. I but you have to take into account the way people are betting. And Al just told us they're betting nothing but Villanova. So you have to yeah, no, you know, the, bake well, that they, into well, the they, line.
2: Yeah, it's it's you know, a team that struggled against an eleven seed and a team that made 3 pointers against a one seed. I mean, like, like that—that's what people are gonna watch, and and I appreciate that, and that's that's fine. But the intangibles, you know, on a way that a team got, you know, to where they're at now, you know, it's it, you know the better team is Villanova, but you know when it gets down to it, like you know if the Michigan can make the te- you know make the game you know very gritty, very ugly, um, you know get it into a pace that they wanted to, especially with the coach they got, uh, not knocking Jay Wright, who's incredible. Um, but that's, that's, what, that's what should make the, the game within the, uh, the point spread it should be.
1: Right. Well, I have this other little nugget as well. Uh, this one came courtesy of uh, Vegas Insider. But Michigan is 7-0 and against the spread with five outright wins as a dog in their last seven games. So to say they're live is an understatement. And, you know, for your sake, I'm hoping they win. Um, I, I got everyone that I know on Michigan the same way as you. So, you know, we're obviously rooting for the ticket to come home. How do you expect the game to go tomorrow? Oh man.
2: Um, you know, it's on a, it's on a short, it's on a short break and, um, you know, both teams, I don't think they're as tired. I think they took a great rest. I think, uh, the coaches and, um, you know, the guys that they work with, uh, they know how to. Uh, keep their players intact. I just feel um, the day of when they're doing their shoot around, um you know, when they're kind of doing you know more of their scouting report. i think I think that those are the, those are the smaller things that great teams do, and you know for the guys that are here right now uh, for the coaches like jay and uh, and Bayline, I think they know how to uh, uh, you know uh, incorporate that within getting into the game. For me, I think it should be uh, more of a gritty battle uh, on the perimeter. I think Villanova's going to try to test the waters at, at, at the three. I think uh, Michigan's kind of trying to – they're going to try to run their offense, try to get something going early. Um, but, you know, as as far as, um, you know, from a, a, a regular standpoint, from what I see it is, you know, it, it's it's really – it's it's hard to say. I just – I can't see Villanova making as much threes, but you know Michigan go on, goes on so many scoring droughts. Right, I think it's going to be a closer game early than what it should be.
1: And let's hope it's close early because as we saw with Kansas, if it's not close early, it can get away from you, and then you just can't catch up. If they make too right. many threes and get out away from them, I mean, you know, the game could go that way too. I'm hoping it doesn't. Um,
2: right i i, I just well, i look just saying,
1: at the total and i see it at 145 145 and a half in that area that's the lowest total for a villanova game yet in the, in the uh in the whole tournament so sure
2: i would no, expect I, I, that
1: well, the, the line is built to expect it to be that grittier game that you're hoping it is
2: yeah no i think uh they uh, the odds makers respect it as much and you know it's hard to really cap how many threes a team is going to make especially you know, after a performance like Villanova uh, had against Kansas, um, an incredible opponent. But for a team, you know, it's, it was hard for Kansas to get out and defend because uh, Azabuki and uh, they, could, they, they couldn't guard Spellman and, and, and especially Pascal. They couldn't get on it. But I think, I think the way that Michigan plays, especially on the boards um, and especially on the perimeter, like Villanova won't have the same game but it's hard to stop that type of success, and I think Spellman is going to be, um, uh, it's going to be Spellman and, and 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 maybe Wagner, but Pascal is going to have a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, influence on how Villanova is going to do. Right now, I think the 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 big key is uh, Jalen Brunson, AP Player of the Year, uh, incredible um, point guard who I think is going to have a great career in the NBA. He's going to go up against. Xavier Simpson, who is an incredible defender. That's the matchup. That's, that's, yeah, I think that's going to be the big matchup of the game uh, that will influence who's going to win the game uh, that that's night.
1: It. That's it. That is the matchup. That's what I was going to say. That's the one to look for. I just think Michigan has to force the game down into the paint. They have to limit their threes and contest everyone that they take. Villanova's going to take them. They just have yeah. to be contested. We can't have many open looks. Because, like you said, if Villanova gets going, they got three, four, five guys. Everybody on the floor can almost make a three. And then it just snowballs and and turns into one of those runaways. So let's hope that doesn't happen. And, you know, you can, we'll get the t shirts printed. I hate the three, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll call it something three vindication or, you know, two beats three, whatever we're going to come up with. But it'll be something uh, if Michigan can win, for sure. Um, That's right. That's right. That's right. Jumping topics, I'm going to go to Al. Al, baseball. <laughs> we do in this contest for the show, which if you want to explain that to the listeners again real quick, what goes on. But <laughs> can we just discuss briefly – the ups and downs of, of trying to pick a team to win four games in a row?
0: Um, yeah, well, first off, let me explain to anybody who hasn't checked it out yet. Um, basically, we're, we're doing this rollover contest where we're trying to see if any of us can get hot uh, picking a baseball team because these teams do tend to go in streaks, five, seven, nine game win streaks, and if we can catch one of those, beautiful. Um, But it's easier said than done, as Dave was just saying. But basically to enter, all you have to do is retweet uh, one of the cash considering uh, that's at cash considering uh, tweets that have to do with the polls that we put up for you guys to pick which team you want us to put the ticket in on. Um, And then any tickets from Mo, Big Dave, or me uh, that you can retweet to get more entries. And then after a team that you guys have picked wins four straight, we're actually going to give the ticket away to someone who has done those retweets. So it's a cool way to just kind of follow along with us, see how we're all doing. Uh, me and Big Dave went out right away. Uh, took me an extra day thanks to the Tigers Pirates rain delay, um, <laughs> and then I believe Dave lost an extra innings. Mo actually caught two winners with uh, the Diamondbacks, but they let him down in Game Three. Gosh, and the Yankees, the Yankees got two wins for uh, the followers of Cash Considering. Uh, but then fell in game three. So uh, we'll, we're bouncing back tomorrow. Um, still haven't quite decided who I'm going to take uh, for my pick tomorrow. Big Dave's going to put his in on Tuesday, and then uh, Mo's going to uh, fire in the White Sox for you guys this week. So we'll see how that one goes. A-O. Um So, yep. So uh, as just... far as trying to stay with baseball, it's to me it's one of the hardest sports to bet. I mean, you have to – you know, you have to get you have to bet on the teams at the right time. You know, and get good prices and all this kind of stuff. If you're a long term better all season, you, you got to get the best prices. I mean, that's it's, what it boils it's, down it's,
2: to. It's it only makes it fun because look they look if you if you're retweeting, you're watching the games, you're loving the games. You know, you are <laughs> loving what we're saying, but it's 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 just more or less. You don't have to spend any money. It's you know, like if you're if you're a better you know, regardless of how much money it is, it's just fun to watch it keep going. So, I mean, that's something that I figure if anyone even, you know, relies on, uh, that's what makes the contest, uh, you know, just as good as it is, not only for us that are betting our games, but for the guys that are retweeting it as well.
1: Right. And it's funny already. It's only been four days of baseball and the bullpens, it, 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 it's the hardest thing in the world to handicap when a guy comes in in the seventh, and you got a two-run lead. You're looking solid. He walks the lead off hitter. The next guy singles. It's first and second. And now you're just sitting there like, oh, I can see how this is going to go. And before you oh, know the it, pain. the inning's over. It's nothing but pain. And you watch it, and you're just like, man, I was cruising through five, do you guys think there's value in betting the first five more so than the game? Sometimes, what do you think, Alan? Yeah, I mean
0: i don't I don't like dealing with bullpens. So um, when i when I bet for myself, uh, when I bet baseball during the season, I don't bet full games. I bet five innings only.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and I see it. You know, the limits are lower in the five innings, so we know when we lower limits on our side of the counter, that's probably because. Not that there's a bigger advantage, but it just seems like the people that are playing those are a little more in tune, and as of right now, they get way less play than the games. And, I mean, I don't know, parlays or parlays, but is baseball not the most parlayable sport as far as just the regular customers? Yeah, no just, question.
2: I think there's just so many games, like through a year, it's hard to not parlay it. Yeah, I just... You know what I mean? Like, I just think there's just some, like, throughout the year. I mean, it it even reaches into basketball and football and college sports. It's just hard for them to not, like, get it in with other games that they, you know, that they're, um, you know, a part of at the moment. But it's just funny how you
1: you see it. Like, you know, Kershaw's minus 320 in game one opening (laughs) day. And everybody just throws the Dodgers' run line on their parlay. Well, give me the Mets, give me the the Phillies, and then give me throw Dodgers' run line on there because that can't lose. How many times do you guys see the plus run and a half, plus money come in in those type of matchups?
2: When they put the sheet, you know, when they get to the window, um, you know, when they get to the window on, uh, you know, maybe like in a March or April, uh, you know, they circle all these games, and circle, you know, and then they put a star, but that by that run line of the of the Dodgers, you know, they put it by that run. They put a star by it. You know, it's crazy. I watch it. I see it. I'm like, well, how is that not your first leg on the parlay? You know, they they wait to you know drop it until that that star gets down there. But you know, it's it's just it's just, you know, it's just how they think. Um, it's hard for us to say anything else different, but we love it when we take the bets anyway.
1: Have you guys seen, um, just in general, so far the baseball action, at least from what I've seen, has been relatively slow. Like, I don't remember it being, uh, usually the first week is just nonstop, uh, not limit plays, but bigger plays, people coming in excited that baseball season started. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like football season starting, but different. But the same in that it's the beginning, so you got a lot of like Cubs and you got, you got all the same teams. Everybody bets the same teams. It just seems to be more of it. And right now, I don't know. I just haven't seen it. Have you seen it Al? Um Yeah. I mean, I think it's been steady
0: with uh what I've seen. Um, I kind of came into it at the end of the baseball season when it, when it all dies out. But I, I mean, from what I see, it doesn't look like uh, numbers are, are down or anything like that. As far as parlays and, but you're, you're 110% right. I mean, it's, it's hilarious what they do with their parlays. I mean, it's like, okay, I've heard of this pitcher. I've seen him on ESPN. I've seen this guy. Um, and then it's like, okay, I don't know these pitchers. But, okay, Yankees and Astros, they won the World Series. And, oh, yeah, the Red Sox. Like, it's like every <laughs> single parlay. And, and when they play 162 games... I mean the good teams like these teams usually are, are going to win, you know, high 80s to 90 games a season. So they're obviously going to do really well. Um and yeah, that's why it's not something that uh books are tr- traditionally crazy about because you know, there there is going to be plenty of days where the Yankees, Dodgers, Astros and uh and Red Sox Red are going to come in. Yeah. yeah.
1: National, so, national. Yeah, no, that's real. Yeah, the Nats, oh, the Nats, Yeah,
2: that's yeah, are definitely Nats. in there for sure.
1: Yeah, so I got a. I had a guy once that actually just parlayed the same four teams every day. He literally just thought that these teams were going to win the division, so he parlayed them every day, no matter the price. And, True god. Right, and just consistently <laughs> did it. No God's thought like, at all.
2: He's the Lord. He's a Lord, <laughs> Lord of in his own, Lord word, of in his own way. <laughs> Lord not of action. Really. Obviously not really, but, you know. Right, but this Do is the what type of action that
1: comes in in baseball season. It's such a different vibe, crowd, whatever. It's a lot of dead time for us, at least in the books. Days are long. I still enjoy the game. I watch the game, you know, in great detail. And I'm in fantasy leagues that go deep, so i got to know who the backup is you know shortstop is for minnesota and things like that so i love the game but you know from a wagering standpoint do you like to wager on it i'll start with you al um i
0: do when i can actually like enjoy a you know a game or 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 two depending on what i'm doing but um it's not. It's not. Definitely not one of my favorite ones. But you know, if I just want to have action for ten dollars, right? Just to pay attention to the games even closer than I already kind of am. At least it uh, makes it more interesting throughout my day. Mo sounds like well, he's I'd...
1: cracking another drink right now. No, that's
2: <laughs> right. That's right. No, I apologize,
1: <laughs> Mo. But do you yeah, like I... betting on this stuff?
2: Yeah. No. I. I. <laughs> I um. I mean, for my own aspect, I just love betting on anything, really.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just in general. And generally speaking, I'd bet on anything. Uh, you know, like, but during this time, it's, I'd never really even watched baseball as much, but when you can watch it, you know, throughout so many innings uh, with action on it, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I think it's more fun than what anybody think it wasn't if they weren't watching it. So
1: this is kind of my take on it. I got an off-topic question for you. I'm going to jump uh, in another direction here. I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought the listeners might be interested in this. What is both the biggest bet that you've made and the biggest bet you've taken? Those are that's a, that's a two-part question. The biggest bet you've personally made, as well as the biggest bet you've taken in the business. Whether it was you know sitting in the back and approving a Five hundred thousand dollar bet, or at the counter, somebody dropped a suitcase on you. I'll start with you first, Mo, because you have the the least experience of the three of us.
2: My man. Uh. So, is it the biggest bet I've made or the biggest bet I've taken?
1: Start with the biggest bet you've made. Oh man. Um. That shit. Uh,
2: the the biggest bet I've ever made was a sixteen hundred dollar and fifty dollar bet. Uh, sixteen 1600- hundred. $650 bet I made on Kansas State, Football. and I honestly forgot who they were playing. This was about two years ago. This was college basketball. Oh, okay. And, uh, and it, it came in hot. Oh, it came in hot. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal. I wasn't betting $650. I made $1,000 bets on Quinnipiac, and they got smoked uh-huh. by Iona. That's a very true story. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, that, the biggest bet I've ever made, actually, won. happy for myself. right. What, a, what about
1: the biggest you taken at work?
2: Well, there's there, there's two stories I want to tell. There's one where a guy, um, uh, I don't want to say his name, but he came in and he's a big better at Caesars, and it's one I and it's one I actually started. And the guy comes in, he's got a cigar in his mouth. He's a very nice dude, and he, you know, he's, you know, he's putting in all his baseball plays, no matter what the juice is, and he's talking about I want 35 on this team, 35, you know. 20 on this team so i'm putting in 35 dollars you know 20 dollars <laughs> which is incredible so i'm handing him the tickets and uh he gives them back and he laughs he says no i won thirty-five thousand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course and you're I supposed laugh. to know that
2: yeah right i mean this is like when i started and i'm laughing the guy's laughing i don't know what his laugh means my laugh means i'm very nervous and um you know, we get down for him and he bets like, you know, at least like uh, $200,000 worth, on worth a bunch of this uh, stuff worth uh, worth of games. Right. For baseball. The biggest bet I ever taken on uh, one game was a guy who actually came in who I never met. Uh, it was during the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl uh, a few years ago, I'm assuming here. And uh, he came in and he bet $275,000 uh, all chips. Um, okay. That Caesar's obviously graciously gave to him, right? No matter what, and, and uh, he bet that on the Seahawks, and uh, that didn't go well at the one yard line.
1: Mm, Super Bowl bet, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So it it, it 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 crushed him. But for me, seeing it, uh, you know, coming to the window, I said, "Well, it seems like a lot of money, right? You know, it's, you yeah." Know, so, how about
0: you, yeah, Al? Um. Well. For me, I've made a uh, $1,100 bet. as my max I've ever bet, right. mainly because I was I was rolling. Yep. Um, and then the biggest bet I've ever seen/slash taken was a million dollars on the Patriots on the Super Bowl, <laughs> and a million, uh, and that was a future bet, mind you. Oh wow! And the other, and the other was uh, the same guy bet a million on one of the games. So
1: million in cash? Uh yeah. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't
0: wasn't wasn't for my current employer. So. Right. yeah. Um, but this is back in back back in the day.
1: Back back in the day, exactly. Yeah, like
0: when we used to stack it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back no, in the second. We was we were <laughs>
1: stacking right there. We were stacking at uh, that moment. I can tell you this, back in the day when I was in Curacao and I was learning the business but also running the business. had a guy send 100 Gs, and he bet the first 33 to win 30,000 on um, the early games. Two games, both lost, so he shipped the other 34,000 on the afternoon game and was broke by the evening game kickoff. That was one I'll never forget. Um, I remember his account number. I don't remember I his password. That. But that I was that, man. I just and the kid that I was training on the job, he was like, dude, did he just did he just bust out a hundred thousand? I'm like, gone. That's it. Done. Wasn't even close, lost all three, dead wrong sides. So that was my introduction <laughs> into the business. Um and then in Vegas, here in town, I had someone come in and bet the Packers to win the Super Bowl with a suitcase of 1.1 million in cash had to run the money get the bet out we confirmed it all good 20 minutes later 20 minutes later another person came in with a different suitcase with 1.1 million to bet the Steelers the exact opposite side of the game 20 minutes apart that was my obviously my two biggest bets but I just tell people the story all the time at the counter because they're fascinated. They think we work this glorious job and that we have all this like inside information. And listen, man, a lot of times all we're doing is counting money, typing bets, moving lines, and trying to get home in time for dinner so our wives don't give us crap or Mo's dad doesn't <laughs> give him any shit. Like that's it. Like there's, it looks glorious, it looks fun. Come during March Madness and see what it's really like. It's there's there's not a lot of glory in any of it, but we're just working. I know. um, My biggest bet was eighteen hundred to win fifteen hundred on the Edmonton Oilers in Game Three of the Stanley Cup against Carolina. They had lost the first two games. Or no, it was Game Six. I'm sorry, it was Game Six, and they were coming home down three-two. And I had uh, I had the money on me because I had been rolling. And I said, there's absolutely no chance that Carolina is winning this game. This series is going seven. So we laid 120 on the game. Edmonton won 4-0. It was a glorious evening. And that was my biggest single-game wager. My other question that I find just fascinating a little bit, and people like to hear about money and things like that, what's the most amount of money cash? I mean, we've seen a million dollars cash. It's crazy. What's the most amount of money cash you've had on you either from gambling winnings or other things? Mo, the way you live, I'm sure you've got a good story of holding a grip or a couple grips on you.
2: Yeah, no, I've, uh, man, I don't, I don't even want to bring it up. I don't even like to say how much money I've ever won in a, a certain time or uh, okay, um, even, even at, even at a moment, uh, you know, I've, uh, the most I've ever won uh, within, you know, a time span was about $6,000. Ooh, that's
1: um, nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was, it was very incredible. Obviously, I lost it because I'm a freak. <laughs> uh, I'd love, love to tell everyone that right now. But The Mo um, up
1: and downs the, are legendary.
2: Oh, man. You guys... Man, you ask some my uh, people, man. It's it's crazy. <laughs> uh, living for living for the city. I live in a I live a different <laughs> life. Uh the most money I've ever cashed out, which is uh I'd love to put this on air, um, was a gentleman he came in and uh no names obviously, and right. coming to the season he bets like uh forty, fifty dollars on 10 and 12 teamers. Uh and he he, he did it for weeks. He did it for weeks man this is about three or four years ago maybe about three years ago and he he bets these uh 10 and and 12 teammates for 40 fifty dollars and you know he never hits he you know whatever and he comes in and this is you know this is a real story man he comes in and he 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 comes to me and it's a good it's a good guy and he says hey look here catch this somebody from another window came because I had the you know the big bang comes in he says here, he says, look, I got this big ticket. And uh, <laughs> it cashes out like, a man, you know, like a 80, 80,
1: 90,000.
2: You know, wild, wild, you know, very wild amount of money. And uh, it could have been shorter. It's quite a bit, quite a bit. And uh, I said, oh, man, you know, I look at the ticket, you know, it's a 10-teamer for, you know, like 50 bucks. Like it's nothing.
1: They hit a 10-teamer.
2: That's unbelievable. Yeah, th- yeah the guy's happy, but he's not like, he doesn't want to make it seem like it's a big deal, you know. There's a lot of people. There. Oh yeah, you
1: know,
2: Sunday on NFL Sunday, he said, "No, no, no, wait." He said, "Wait, wait, wait." I'm wait. I win for this game, and I think the Cardinals were playing the Lions that day, and the Cardinals were smoking on the road. He says, "No, I got another ticket to cash. Keep that. Keep that in there." So I wait. It's about like 50 seconds left in the game. Game ends. Um, Cardinals smoke. He gives me the next ticket. It's a twelve teamer, you know, for like fifty bucks, and the guy, uh, you know, with the taxes obviously withheld, uh, he he leaves with about one hundred and eighty thousand dollars.
1: Nice, man. you know. Oh, so it's like you incredible. know, and, you
2: know, it's inc- You know, it's, it's it's one of the most wildest things I've ever seen. Uh, anybody's dream to hit one <laughs> of them would be wild, right. but the two of them would be you know uh, substantial. Whew. So yeah, the guy the guy tipped pretty well. Uh, you know, for the rest of us there at Caesars, but, you know, like $180,000, man, that's like a that's whole a different big,
1: game. Yeah, that's, that's big. Well, real quick, I just wanted to throw this out there. I, I had a, a lot of friends that were bookmakers and, you know, things like that. We used to hang out at joints that, you know, people met guys and dropped off packages and et cetera, et cetera. And a guy taps me on the shoulder that I know really well and says, come in the bathroom with me. And we go in the bathroom and he says, I gotta go meet a guy. Can you hold this? And I'm like, Yeah, what do you what are you giving me? And he proceeds to pull out gangster rolls out of his pocket. He gives me what is I don't know exactly the figure, but he says, Sit in this come back and sit at the bar, don't move till I come back. He's gone you're eighteen on. minutes. I'm sweating. I'm holding twenty two dimes in my pocket, ready to oh, die. On. I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, please come back. But that was the most money that I ever had on me at one time, like that. Where you you know you got a guy, you got to meet a guy, all those different things. Al, you got any crazy stories? You got about two minutes.
0: Unfortunately, uh, not enough time to share anything. Uh, But (laughs) I, I, I've never really had like a ton of money on me. Always been a pretty responsible kid. So pretty
1: boring. Nice Midwestern kid from Montana. Living the straight arrow life. I got you. I got Cow's you. all over the place.
0: <laughs> I, got, I, got a re- I got a reputation to withhold.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right, well, go. I just wanted to get that out there real quick because we're all rooting for Mo. Listeners, me, A.B., I got my kids. They said, Daddy, forget Villanova. Michigan's winning the game tomorrow because your friend Mo needs to win. So we got the whole clan on board and uh, – Can't wait to see how the game turns out. I almost want to put a camera on you, Mo, to watch the game. Watch you You watch the
2: game. You don't want
1: that. You don't want that. If Michigan wins. Only if Michigan
2: wins. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Most definitely. You know, actually, man, I'm I'm, going to be in another world, man. You know, (laughs) like something something else takes over. Something else takes over me, especially when I got action on it. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to be pedal to the metal when I'm watching that game.
0: Man. You need you need to get a, you need to get a sponsor for YouTube and maybe you'll actually earn six Gs. So no matter what happens, right, you get it all back anyway. See,
1: oh, dude, see if we, we can get, get some views. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I can tell you this: you better have someone backing you up, watching the evening uh, baseball lines. That's, we, <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> no, once that, that game that, starts, uh, there better be someone sitting in the co-pilot chair. Keeping an eye on the goddamn <laughs> Texas, Oakland, and Cleveland and the Angels starts that are late. No, 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 no. That. halftime
0: probably, has to be the break, I, has to be the lunch break.
1: Oh, I'll has I'll to still be.
0: be betting.
2: I'll probably be betting those as well. Oh, geez. During the Michigan game, that's how sick I am.
1: But, All right, boys, <laughs> uh, sick. <laughs> Let's go, Michigan. I'm gonna wrap it up for AB, leaving Caesars. Mo at home with dad. I'm Dave Sharifan. We are signing off, Rooting for Michigan, the Cash Considerations Podcast. Thanks for listening. Go Blue! We are out.